Hello, this is Josh McCowan from Renault Winery Resort, and we have a very important announcement from Matt Sorensen about Learn and Grow, August 24th. Take it away, Matt. I'm Matt Sorensen from Directed IRA. I'm excited to be the keynote speaker at the Learn and Grow event for Accountable Equity on August 23rd and 24th. Got to book your tickets and get registered. I'm excited to be there and to meet you in person. Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and you're listening to Capital Hacking with Josh and Eric. This is the most important thing you can listen to today. On today's episode of Capital Hacking. The people that go to coaches are the ones that want to step up from the self-help books. When you're working with a coach, these are the people that are keeping you accountable to the goals that you set. And they help figure out what's blocking your way to just about anything. But one thing I do have to flag with anybody looking for a coach, make sure you check their credentials. Welcome back to Capital Hacking. This is Josh McCallan. The illustrious Eric Cabral will be, he will be blessing us from a distance today. He is not on the air because he said it's Podmax Day. I'm going to ask you, Josh, to carry the baton and carry the baton and talk to Dawn Barry. See, Dawn Barry is part of this Podmax Global. Eric does such a great job of finding wonderful entrepreneurs from all over the world, actually, to join our community. We love hearing grassroots, hardworking stories about how to harness human capital, which is kind of what we're doing here, right? We got human capital leads to cash capital and abundance. But uh, so capital hacking, we all have to start with our why. And boy, does Dawn have a deep why. So welcome to the show, Dawn. Thank you, Josh. It's an honor to be here today. You know, I, I alluded to it at the beginning here, Dawn, but knowing your story briefly and being compelled to get you on the show, I said, could you please share with the audience? Let's start with who you are, where you live. Okay, I, I'm Don Barry. I live in a very small village called Sundridge, Ontario. I'm a cafe owner as well as a life coach. And being in service to people is my ultimate meaning for life. Now, why did you do that instead of find a different job or whatever? And what led to building a business, a very mature business, 10-year running restaurants is very hard. Congratulations. How did you do that? Well, originally it wasn't a plan. When I moved up to Sunridge, we had a cafe in the area and my daughter and I went almost every day when I picked her up from school. And we were in there one day and the owner came over and she said, uh, I've got something to ask you. I know you really like coffee. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, how would you feel about owning a cafe? And I'm like, oh, okay. So my husband, who we'd only been married a couple of months at this point, I got on the, the cell phone and I said, I've got something really exciting to tell you. I can't tell you here because somebody might overhear. So I'll be at home in five minutes. <laughs> this is a great story because, you know, Eric and I, and we even had a bigger pockets business the national speaker, uh, uh, Jay Scott, we've all been talking about this 
this this that what's this, what you're about to describe in detail, if you don't mind, is going to happen to so many of you listeners that you're going to have rare opportunities over the next few years. We predict to acquire operating businesses. And I really want you to give us a deep dive, Dawn. So you have the call, you call your husband. What are the mathematical transactions, the financial transactions that it takes for you to own this business? And why did you do it? Well, we got home, we sat down and we'd both been in the automotive business. We both drank a lot of coffee <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, how hard can this be, right? We've got the funds to do it. So let's pull the trigger. We'll contact a lawyer. We'll get the sales started. And it took uh, about a month and a half to get everything settled and everything. And we opened the doors as the new owners on September 4th, 2010. Went to our first coffee and tea show three weeks later. And of course, we're, we're passionate to learn because we're both lifelong learners. And we got back from the show and we said, what did we get ourselves into? <laughs> but you've already been serving like that week before you went to the show. You already opened the doors, right? So you'd already exactly. been working. It. You've been grinding we through. It. <laughs> yeah. And is it open half a day, all day? Is it something you have to man all day and staff all day yourself? Uh, my husband and I are our only staff. Okay. Very romantic idea to buy a, a coffee shop. So this person offers it to you to make an offer to you, you know, basically to buy it. Had the idea of buying a business ever crossed your mind before that? Not really. I know. It's not going to cross most people's minds. And yet what you're describing probably could happen to most of us. We could approach a random business that is run by a family and say, are you ever thinking about selling? Cause we'd be interested in this business. So what happened was reversed to you. They, they, they mentioned it to you, but this is going to happen a lot these days. So t tell us a little more because our audience is all talking about this, this concept. So they say, buy our business. Now, when you hear the words, buy a business, is it a, a gigantic check that you have to write? What are you buying? Are you buying land or just the business name? or a lease? What are you buying in your situation? We bought the business name and the chattels. And chattels, we don't use that so often down here in the US. The products, the equipment, what stock was left. A lot of the sale actually hinged on whether we could get the lease. Okay. So you take over a lease. She doesn't own the building or he doesn't own the building. Exactly. And you have to get approved. Yes. So we're negotiating the lease and everything. And we finally get that done. And then it was just a matter of, okay, pull the trigger. You said you had to pay them a little money for the name and the business as well as the product. So like the pile of coffee and teas, you're obviously buying from them. That's fine. That makes great sense. Are you writing a check for the full thing? Or are you giving, or did they give you a loan like a year to pay it off? No, we wrote a check for the whole thing just because we would rather start and know where we're starting from and exactly the amounts that are going out. So it was uh, something my husband and I really agreed on was, you know, we don't like debt. Let's pay it out. What a great story because you know, what you described can happen on a mega scale. It can happen on a small scale. Yours is a nice you know, kind of entry point scale. It can also happen bigger just so everybody's listening knows you could buy something that has staff and you can say to the owner, I understand you're looking to sell. You have a nice business. I trust it. Therefore, I would love to own it. But we're going to ask you to hold the loan on the, the money you want for the business. Because even the product, we might say to them, 
all right, you feel that there's about $55,000 worth of product and you'd like $20,000 for the business turnkey. That's $75,000. We don't have 70. We have it, but we're not going to be able to deploy it to you. Why? Because we need it in reserves so that we can run the business as it starts up. And so we're going to ask you for a three-year loan or a five-year loan, and we're going to pay you a modest interest rate each year. And uh, you walk into a business perhaps with almost nothing out of pocket that day. So this concept of buying businesses with loans or on term from the seller is mind boggling at first. Not that your whole story is about this, because I can't wait to share with everybody about your epiphany of coaching. We're going to talk about that in a second. But there was this gentleman. This is the secret. If you've ever read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, this secret of being able to buy a business is very similar to being able to buy a building. So buying a first house as a rental, you can do the same type of negotiation with the seller of a business. So if you start thinking of every business out there as a building that's a for sale or a company that's for sale, you'd be surprised how agreeable a transaction could be with just a pleasant conversation. And I imagine Dawn, you and your husband were pleasant and you just got to the bottom of it. What do they need? What do you need? It can be a very smooth transaction that a good family a normal family, not billionaires or millionaires, can buy into these businesses and, and become on the way, on the path to owning more assets. So anyway, thank you for sharing that because that's been a topic Eric and I have been talking about for months now. And you're a great living example. Now, going, you're going for 10 years, you're running it well, you're happy, but you start having this change of heart. How did you get into empowerment coaching and what is that? Well, I found I was connecting with a lot of our regulars. So it came from the cafe more than anything. And it was just, you'd get more people that would stay a little bit longer just to chat a little bit more. I I loved it. I Days like that, I would come home so energized because it's like I made a difference. And more people started to come in and say, well, you know, I, I don't really feel good about this decision and how would you go about it? And I've never been one to turn around and say, this is what you should do. I'm always, you know what, I'm going to put the onus on you. You have to figure this out. So it was a matter of asking the right questions to get people to start thinking a little bit differently and going, wait a minute. Yeah, that makes sense. Or why would I do that? And once they started really questioning what they felt was right, they started to make better decisions. And from that, I thought, you know what, I I think I'm pretty good at this. (laughs) (laughs) I think you are. So I started to look into life coaching courses, and I signed up for a six-month course, and I found I really enjoyed it. But they had the done-for-you scripts, and so I'm going through, and I'm like, "Eh, okay, I need to tweak this. Teach us what you mean by that. So first of all, kudos to you that you envisioned this could be a career or it could be a calling for your career, and you found a course. So you found a course, but then the course is too scripted for you. Tell us a little more about what do you mean by that? They would basically script each session that you were going through, which was fine because part of it was practicing each of these coaching sessions with a partner. But I felt there was just something that wasn't me in them. There's a big difference between reading what somebody gives you and doing something that really means something to you that you know is going to make a difference. So that was the biggest challenge for me was it was really starting to go through and tweak these scripts. And it was, oh, but these work. 
So don't change them too much. And I'm like, but if I said this to somebody who knew me, they'd look at me and go, who is this? Because this isn't the way you talk. This isn't the way we usually connect. Hi, this is Melanie McCallan. Josh and I are just so grateful for the many investors who have already joined us at Accountable Equity. Accountable Equity is so much more than a capital group. It's really a community of accredited investors that want to learn and grow together. I just want to personally invite you, if you want to find out more about this type of investment and see if it's right for you and your family, please visit us at accountableequity.com. You can fill out the contact form. We'll get right back to you and see if this is a great fit for you and your family. We'd love to meet you. We look forward to learning about you please visit us at accountableequity.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Melanie McCallan. Josh and I are just so grateful for the many investors who have already joined us at Accountable Equity. Accountable Equity is so much more than a capital group. It's really a community of accredited investors that want to learn and grow together. I just want to personally invite you, if you want to find out more about this type of investment and see if it's right for you and your family, please visit us at accountableequity.com. You can fill out the contact form. We'll get right back to you and see if this is a great fit for you and your family. We'd love to meet you. We look forward to learning about you please visit us at accountableequity.com. Hey, this is Matt Sorensen, author of the Self-Directed IRA Handbook, CEO at Directed IRA. You're listening to the best podcast, the Cap Lacking Podcast. Hello, this is Josh McCown, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business, reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. Hey, this is Mark Asquith from Rebel Base Media, and you are listening to Capital Hacking with Josh and Eric. Here's the part that everyone's probably wondering. We're going to talk about coaching as a thing that many of us have never even really thought about. But before we get there, what's the first conversation about, I'm sorry, like, what's the feelings you're going through when you're going to present yourself to someone as a paid coach? Because I'm understanding your story pretty well that you had been doing it almost for free for a long, long time. And now you want to do it as a business. What was that first day like when you said, you know what, I'd love for you to become a client of ours? Or mine. It was a little bit awkward. And again, coming from a very small town, and it's not a very rich town. So everybody's going, no, 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 if you're going to be a coach, you have to charge this much. So my first initial conversations were basically, would you like to work with me so that you can give me feedback on the program? So the first clients weren't necessarily paid clients per se, but they were giving me the feedback. So 
it was invaluable. Great idea. So how long did that last and how many clients have you been able to serve over the years? Officially, not a whole lot of clients. Unofficially, though, <laughs> we, we have a lot of people that connect on Facebook and will ask questions. And it's all about getting the report to begin with and getting people to trust you. So it's, it's a process and it's really starting to take off now. So I, I'm really happy with the way things have progressed and it makes me feel good the way things have progressed rather than this is the way you need to do it. Tell us about coaching in general, because we've, of all the shows we've done, we've only really, I think had one or two coaches on because I don't quite understand it. Not just even your type of coaching, but maybe the whole idea of these coaching contracts. What is going on in the world today that this is growing or is it not growing? What, what is the life of a coach like or the, the industry of personal coaching? And why is it growing? Coaching is definitely growing, but I think the real force behind it is people are realizing that they don't have to stay the way they were raised. They don't have to stay in the mindsets. And I mean, all you have to do is look at the numbers of self-help books that are being sold every day. But the people that go to coaches are the ones that want to step up from the self-help books, the people that want to be held accountable for their changes. Because you can read a self-help book and you put it down and you may or may not. Like there's no accountability after you've read the book. Whereas when you're working with a coach, depending on what the agreement is, if you meet once a week, twice a week, whatever, these are the people that are keeping you accountable to the goals that you set. So they're not turning around and saying, this is what you're doing this week. It's like, what can you do this week? What do you feel you can get done this week? And then at the accountability, it's like, why or why didn't you get this done? What was in your way? And they help figure out what's blocking your way to just about anything. Because there's business coaches, there's self-empowerment coaches. You can find a coach for just about anything right now. So it's out there, but one thing I do have to flag with anybody looking for a coach, make sure you check their credentials. How do you do that? Like, and what are credentials in the world of coaching? Most of them will have a site that you can go to and reading testimonials from people is, is a big indicator because the people that don't interact well with you or don't get the results that they're actually looking for are going to be the first ones to leave a bad review. Now, if there's not a lot of reviews, then you kind of start to get wary of them. And a good coach will usually give you a session to figure out whether you can even work together or not. Because it's the biggest thing. I, you can hire anybody, but do you want to spend $1,000 and talk to somebody and realize you're not even on the same page. So the connection's got to be there when you're working with somebody. And anybody who's looking for a coach, I suggest shop around because they're everywhere, but everyone's not for you. Well, I mean, you make a great point. If someone's sitting here going, uh, I, I'm going to decipher what I understand is you're saying it's for the person who knows they want to shift their life. Exactly. And they know they want to shift you know, we say the word mindset, they want to see things differently, see, you know, the positivism in each struggle, and they want to take those struggles and turn them into a massive change or whatever. 
uh, we've all gone through something, whether it be a layoff or a struggled, struggling family or a struggling business. Now, how do we go the next step? I have to admit, this is blowing my, <laughs> this would blow my mind to say, I want a coach. What would I do next? What would I do next? I mean, I don't know you yet, Dawn. And so I'm paraphrasing like Joe Public out there and Jane Public. What would they do? Google is an awesome resource for coaches. And there's actually coaching sites that you can go to to find coaches. But you really have to know what it is that you want to change. Because if you just hire a coach, they can be a coach for anything. And you want somebody who's got a game plan. So somebody who's got a program, somebody who's not going to go necessarily week to week to week, because then you're kind of looking like it as a psychologist, right? Oh, that's interesting. You're saying sometimes people just do it as a phone call meeting and other people say, I have a 10 week process. Yes. And the problem with the like phone call meetings here and there and all over the place, the uh, rapport isn't built there and neither is the accountability. So you can have a one hour conversation and you can feel great about it, but it could be, okay, yeah, I felt great for an hour. I'm not going to do anything. Like there's no accountability. So it's a little challenging to look for a coach when you're not sure exactly what it is you want because they have, they have coaches for entrepreneurs. They have coaches for launching businesses. They have mindset coaches. But if you're not really clear on what it is you want to change, that's when I suggest you actually start contacting some coaches, go through some calls, because again, most of them, the first session will be free just to see if you can work with them. And it can help identify what it is that you really want to change. And once you get that focus, then you can really start going forward and looking into the people that are the best at what they do. If you've never looked up coaches, <laughs> there's thousands of them out there. Yeah, I always wonder about that because uh, you said there are some sites. We're now getting to understand your heart, for example, and you call yourself an empowerment coach. Is there like broad categories that those of us who are new to coaching, would, would there be broad categories? I mean, when you call yourself an empowerment coach, is that kind of a specialty? I'm an empowerment coach for single parent empty nesters. That is my target market. And that's who really resonates with me because I was a single parent empty nester. And there's different challenges. And this is another reason why you really want to get to know the coach. Because if they're um, an entrepreneur coach who's never really had a business, how are they going to relate to you? Like you really want to find out their background and where you can connect with them. If they don't have the skills you need, you're not going to get what you need out of them. You know, you, you bring up a great point. It's, all, it's really the accountability in the program. So just since we have you here, what is your program? And do you have a multi-week structure? I, I have a 90-day program. So what I'll do is after the initial call, we, we get the person enrolled. But during that initial call, we actually set up some goals to go into the program with. So you're held accountable right from that call if you've decided to work for, with me. And we work through uh, limiting beliefs and things that are really challenging you. Like with empty nesters, a lot of the time it's the loneliness and the not feeling needed anymore because you've spent your whole life 
dedicated to your family. And the single nesters have the bigger challenge because if you're not in a couple, you've got no one to lean on. And if you don't have a group of people similar to you, people don't get it. Like, it's just, you can say, I'm feeling lost. And a couple of your friends will say, well, suck it up and move on. Or try some dating sites. Or there's tons of people that give you suggestions. Whether it's right for you or not, that's what you got to figure out. <laughs> and, and it's very challenging. I know when my daughter left, to try and find people that were in the same situation or that understood Because even when I was a single mom, I had my mom going, oh, I know what you're going through. And it's like, well, okay, I'm working midnights. I sleep five hours during the day. How do you understand what I'm going through? Dawn, it's a a pleasure to get to know great people like you. We we think you've done a lot for us to just kind of open our eyes to coaching. We obviously love the brief story about buying your first business and hopefully you buy more. Tell us uh, how we can reach back out to you if we, if we really connected with you uh, and we want to know more. Well, if you want to know more, uh, you can go to the website, which is donmberry.com, or you can email me at dby20191 at outlook.com, or you can text message me. And that's at 705-571-6248. And I just, I'm so passionate about talking to people. So if if you're going to send an email or anything, just be prepared for at least a 20-minute conversation. (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. Like you said, you got to build the rapport and see if it's the right fit. It's a pleasure. Dawn, you keep doing the great things you are for good people. And uh, thank you for all you're doing. Thank you. Wow. Wow. You made it, everybody. Thank you so much. Eric and I have always said that the people who join us at the end get the pearl and the prize. Awesome. Folks, don't forget to like and share and love what we're doing on social media. If you want to hit up Josh, you want to hit me up. Those are the best places to find us. We are always camped out and ready to talk and <laughs> put we the fire on. We stand by on social media. But By the way, I know we're on Capital Hacking at Instagram, Capital Hacking on Facebook, and Capital Hacking on my personal favorite, LinkedIn. Yes, because you can always find major players on LinkedIn. I know your favorite. These are some power players on LinkedIn. Always Gary V. He's Gary. my boy. <laughs> but uh, Gary V. Also talks about the power of Instagram. So if you also want to find us there, we're doing a lot of really cool, sexy things on Instagram. So always <laughs> you can reach out and DM us on Instagram if you have any questions or you want our time. We are always camped out and and, and living there as well. We will get right back to you. And just like we always say, you are now part of the team. This is a team that's here to add value to your life. And thank you for adding so much value to our life. Remember to share this podcast helps us grow it bigger and bigger each week. And we appreciate you posting a review on iTunes. You cannot believe how powerful that is. Absolutely. Like and share this with anyone and everyone that you think it will add value to. And we appreciate all of that love and support. And do not forget, with great power comes great great responsibility. responsibility. Woo!